I'll come back. 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 All right. Just gotta. Just gotta do a wait. We gotta do a big wait. The big wait. That was that a big was swallow. A drink. That was a big swallow. What can I say? <sighs> All right. So we're 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 alive. All right. Are we? Yeah, we're live. I was just given time for the advertisement, but that works because too. The advertisements suck. Did we did we finally get sponsored by NordVPN for only three three for only three dollars and seventy five cents a month? You too. Please stop. <laughs> it's bad enough that we got an actual offer from Audacity. Why what? Yeah, we got an offer to be sponsored by Audacity, but we elected not to. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. No, we put it in the chat. It was a big talk and everything. Like, we all had this. Dis I'm not doing this right now. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Barcast. When the bar gets lower every single week, your bartenders for this evening will be a non-pencil. Leonardo DiCaprio was almost raped by a bear. Enigmatic Otaku. No, no, don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. Milk. I don't even know how to fucking follow up on that. And my name is I Love a Bear. This week, we have the conclusion to our three-part saga. Jake the Army Guy ran a contest to find the greatest writer on film fiction, or at very least, who would write something very cute. And we have the winner today. We have Raugos with us. Woo! Hey everyone, how's it going? It's good to have you here, my friend. Congratulations on winning the contest. It's well earned. Thank you. Now, for those who are tuning in for the very first time to our crazy little podcast, hello and welcome. Uh, we are a community-oriented podcast where you politely request the guests. We politely ask them on. We... You ask them questions and we make them miserable for two hours. Not literally, but figuratively. We That's are streaming live on Twitch. <laughs> we are streaming live on Twitch right now. But if you'd like to see examples of previous episodes, such as us interviewing Andrea Libman, John Delancey, Bill Newton, Dusty Cat, and other fandom personalities, words. <laughs> Be sure to check us out on iTunes, Google Play Music, and all the places where you digest your podcast-related material. The lovely Anon Pencil is watching this chat stream right now. Pencil, what are questions we don't ask our guest? Um, our guest has said he's going to be pretty comfy with a lot of our obscene awfulness. Just double-checking, right, Ragas? You're good with the awful? Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, so we can ask him weird shit, but don't ask him about politics, don't ask him about religion, don't ask him where he actually lives address-wise, or what his social security number, which isn't a thing, so don't worry about it. 
Uh, don't don't ask him uh, what his real name is. And don't be a dick. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to ask the question. And if you're too much of a dick, I will fucking ban you. So do better, please. Also, we have a drinking word. Priest, what's a drinking word work? How does it how does it work? Explain how drinking word go. Whenever you hear the drinking word live on stream, that gives you the opportunity to take a nice, healthy, relaxed, responsible drink. Uh, please do not drink too much right now. You know, there's enough stuff going on in the world right now. But our drinking word for today is... Yeah. 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 You hear yeah? Have a nice... Healthy, responsible drink. What are you, gay? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Well, I think we've dilly-dallied long enough. It's time to jump into the actual interview. Ravos, are you ready? So, without further ado, let's jump into our actual interview questions. Just, we'll stave off the tide for a little bit. We'll ease into this gradually. Um... Who are you, general introduction, and what do you do in the fandom? Uh, okay, I'm Rogos, and uh, I mostly participate in the uh, fandom by writing fan fiction uh, on fib fiction, so that's where you can find my stuff. Uh, and, uh, well, I joined the fandom about uh, right at the end of um, 2011, I think, so that's... Yeah, very early. A long time, yeah. Awesome. Um, so what what led you to get into the fandom? What 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 was the catalyst that led you to decide, okay, I'm gonna watch this show? Right. Uh I remember um there was this uh, webcomic that uh, that I used to follow. I think it was called Broken Plot Device. And uh, it, one day it just had the uh, characters there talking about uh, this little kid's show that, uh, that uh, one of the characters really got into. And the, uh, and the other guy was like, um, oh, who, you know, it's just a show for little girls. Who would ever get into that? And then he started watching it and then he totally got into it. And, you know, uh, the... Author's notes was that this is a real thing. Go go look at it. So I did, and I watched the the series premiere, and it was okay. It didn't seem all that special yet. Uh, you know, then I just started watching another episode, and then another episode, and then before I knew it, I was like, okay, um, I guess I'm watching this now. What's and, that? Uh, yeah. Um, I think uh, I started watching it uh, right around the time the season two was just about to start, so um, it was a pretty good time to to jump in. Yeah, that's the perfect time to jump in. I know I was in. I, I jumped in mid season once, and so that that withdrawal between seasons is rough. The next question that we have is: What is your favorite part of the fandom? Uh, the online community, fan fiction. Conventions, music, what ends up keeping you here? Uh, mostly it would be the uh, content uh, that people put out. So fan fictions, uh, the art, uh, 
YouTube videos, uh, fan animations, and so on. So there's a whole lot of it. Uh, I think that's pretty much the uh, the best part of it because I think without without all of that additional content, uh, I don't think I would have stayed uh, a fan for very long after you know, watching each season finish. So yeah. Awesome. Next question. The show on its own is over. We found ourselves past the final season. We're getting some really interesting new digital shorts that are supposed to continue past season nine online. We're seeing this, um, you know, boost in comics. We're season uh, generation fives in progress. Pony life is coming out. But nothing really is going to be able to capture that lightning in a bottle that was the creation and the main uh, maintenance of this fandom. Now that the show is over, where do we as a fandom go from here? How do we keep ourselves alive and relevant? I don't think there's any uh, particularly special thing that we need to do, like you know, no emergency measures or anything like that. It's just going to be a matter of you know continuing to do what we do. Uh, whether it's uh, writing fan fiction, drawing art, uh, making videos and music, and so on. Um, if you no, know, uh, I think other fandoms have uh, have lasted on stuff like that alone, and uh, we probably can as well. Maybe just not in the same uh, capacity as we used to enjoy, like uh, around 2013, 2014. So you know, it's probably. Uh, Really natural for the fandom to shrink a little uh, as we go along, and uh, I suppose uh, we'll just have to see uh, whether we cover any numbers or uh, new fans uh, as uh, as uh, new official content comes along. Well said. Another another way we can ensure that the Bronies survive is if we implement some sort of Brony breeding program. But, I mean, I don't want to fuck dudes. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> pretty sure he meant uh, getting your kids into it. But yeah, uh, we suppose that's another option. Is just force the fucking dudes to be gay? Like, I don't think that's going to make a lot of babies happen, because from what I understand, you, you really can't get, get Pragers from, from fucking up the buddy. Hey, Milk, can you get can you get progress from fucking up the buddy? Nah, no, but I definitely enjoy trying, you know. But doesn't that make orange soda? <laughs> one one deviant art one deviant art word. Mpreg. You mean he's not wrong, but you know, still the practice is more fun than the actual doing, so you know. And art has been lying to us. <laughs> oh. Oh shit. <laughs> that, that that how am I gonna segue off the word shit speaking of shit who is best pony <laughs> that's perfect um okay yeah best pony for me has changed um, from season to season I think uh, best pony for me, uh, the first time was um, Rainbow Dash. Then 
season two, it became Luna. And then, uh, now, sort of gone all over the place. Sometimes it's Twilight. Sometimes it's uh, uh, back to Luna. Uh, and back to Rainbow Dash again. So, one of these three. It's probably one of those three. I like it. Good answer. Well, we've already got a question from the chat. So it's time. Other other guy asks you, how does your dick smell? Good. I do not, um, I've not really tried to smell it, so I'm safe for sure. Well, um, nothing's stopping you right now. As long as it doesn't smell I like durian. I think I'll pass on that. Thank you. Um. <laughs> just, just, just promise me it doesn't smell like durian. That's all I got to know. Yeah, it doesn't. Oh, thank God. We're good then. We're fine. We're good. We're fine. Now then, should let's... It, oh, it, does durian smell that bad to you guys? Yes. Oh, my oh. goodness, yes. I forget. Yeah. Did, you, did you have no sense of smell when you offered it to Priest? I mean, I, you know, I, we, we eat that stuff, uh, you know, uh, here in Malaysia. It's, uh, it's a very uh, popular uh, fruit. So, you know, we, I guess we just have uh, gotten used to it. Like, sense of smell has uh, learned to differentiate between durian and, and uh, other things that it smells like. I've been told it smells like trash or um, old socks or laundry or even... Uh, gas leak. Yeah. Um, normal to us, it's, it's actually pretty nice. I would compare it to a gas leak, actually. That's a really apt description, in my humble opinion. Chris, you nearly um, choked on at the convention. What did it taste like? Rotting flesh. You've had rotting, rotting flesh before? Yeah. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I have a question. Priest has issues with food sterilization and keeping it fresh in his fridge and not realizing when it's rotten, so probably. So, yeah, no, I've actually had... I actually had rotting steak before. I don't want to talk about it, but it tasted like that, and it was not a good time. Isn't that called carrion? Yeah, exactly. actually. Okay, then, yeah. my apologies. But, um, hey, you know, uh, at least you can say you tried it, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that that's what I took away from it. Is like I tried this thing that everyone says, "Hey, don't try it," and I'm dumb, so I tried it, and it was great. It's like me oh. and hot sauces. I didn't say you shouldn't try it. I sat there looking at you, being like, "Yes, suffer as I have once suffered." Hey, experienced. Hey, there's this fun game called Russian Roulette. Don't try it. Is that where yeah. you take like a little piece of durian and you put it in a sugar pill and like? Everyone has to pick a sugar bill, pill out of a bowl. You see, I don't think durian Russian roulette with, like, drinks or something would work because you can smell durian. Or at least, uh, maybe, and, and that being said, if you played it against somebody like Ragos, he probably could just hold a straight face and pretend he didn't get the uh, durian shot, I would guess. No, no, no. What we should do is we should get, like, liquid durian, put it in the center of a Tootsie Pop, and give everyone a Tootsie Pop. Hmm. Could it could have Find that kind of flavor in specialty shops, I guess. But um, no, 
I, I shared it with uh, a lot of the other guys at uh, at Bronicon and um, you know, uh, Priest. Uh, you, I think you might have been the uh, one, only one out of uh, two or three people who who uh, couldn't take it. And uh, well, yours was the most impressive reaction. Yeah, um, no, I felt I felt bad for being a jerk, but like no, 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 no worries. I mean, you know, uh, if you. If eat it you can't eat it you know don't no need to force it down but um i i, I was surprised that a lot of, uh a lot of people uh, were okay with it or or actually found it quite pleasant huh i wonder if there's something in like the taste buds that just makes you react to it um the uh the older folks uh, uh seem to enjoy it more so yeah the um uh Maybe uh, reduced uh, function and taste buds might help with that. Uh, or maybe just, you know, maybe as you get older, you just acquire a taste for more stuff, I suppose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Define older. Uh, George and Olden Brony uh, tried it, and they both seem to like it. So... I was going to say, like, I'm in my 30s. I still hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did you try the fresh stuff, or, or was it um, um, candy flavored, or what? I've had durian repeatedly. I had the first experience to durian was the actual fruit itself, which looked beautiful, but I smelled it like a mile away. Um, the second experience was an alcoholic shot, which initially went down really nice, and it had this moment I was like, oh, that's not so bad. And then I breathed out, and when I breathed out, it tasted bad. Like I was like, oh no, and it stuck to my gums, and that made me feel really bad. Um, and then the third time I had it, it was a candy, but it was like a chew candy, so it stuck to my teeth. So, so what I'm getting from all this that, is that only people who have a foot in the grave enjoy this fruit. Mm, it does really, taste uh... like death to me. It does taste like death, so that would make sense. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I know most everything. I think he tried some as well, and he was okay with it, uh, and, uh, Present Perfect uh, really seemed to like it, so... Hmm. So, yeah. It's, uh... Present Perfect also likes my story, so I'm not surprised he likes bad things. Aha! But, um, just, just in case you guys ever find the opportunity again, just to let you know, the fresh fruit um, it has many varieties, uh, and the uh, and the uh, flavor uh, and texture varies uh, quite wildly with each species. So uh, uh, here in uh, Southeast Asia, we generally tell uh, Westerners, you know, try you know, at least three because uh, it may, it's, it'll probably be a different one uh, each time. I mean, if you can, you know, put up with trying it again. <laughs> Interesting. How, how effective is durian lube then? Why? Why would you do that? We haven't asked any questions. We've just been talking about durian for 15 minutes. Let's let's go to, let's let's learn more about you, Ragas. We Oh, it's it's great to it, it's such a small world and we're so happy to have you on. Uh, Terry the Human's up first. What is your favorite and least favorite MLP episode? Hmm. Favorite episode. Uh, it's hard to a little hard to pick one. Um, 
Uh, I think the hundredth uh, episode, um, the the fan service episodes, the the two hundredth one, the, the the fan service episodes are great. Uh, uh, but uh, I really like uh, the Luna Eclipsed you know, because it, it really felt like he, a uh, it was quite a moment in the fandom. You know, every, everyone had seen the uh, leaked uh, screenshots of uh, Luna uh, returning in season two, and everyone was saying, "Oh, you know, she's she that that must be fake." You know, she looks looks taller now. She's so dark. Compared to her season one appearance, you know, and then when when she actually appeared, you know, I think everyone was sort of freaking out, like, oh wow, you know, that's so cool uh, and you know, totally unexpected. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. Um, and uh, I think uh, the favorite overall episode. Um, I think uh, that will be Amending Fences. Uh, that's the first one that comes to mind. Like, uh, great pacing, great, uh, great animation, uh, uh, good morals, and uh, it ties back to uh, earlier episodes. Like, you know, it has just about everything uh, done just about right. Which one was Amending Fences again? Describe that. Uh, Twilight goes back to... Uh, a lot and uh, meets Moon Dancer and uh, apologizes for uh, missing her party from uh, from the season, from the entire series premiere. Right, and then it ends with Moon Dancer beating the shit out of Twilight with a pinata stick. I think we've watched a very different episode, but yeah, that's that's the one we're talking about. The localized episode, of course. Yep. All right. And, uh, right, uh, the question also included um, least favorite, right? Yes. All right, least favorite episode. Um, I think it's probably got to be Spike at your service or Princess Spike. Wait, wait, do you hate Spike? Do you, do you hate, do you hate Spike? You hate Spike. No, I don't hate Spike. I hate what those episodes did to Spike. Damn, we were so close to being best friends. Do continue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, um, you know, Spike uh, Spike is uh, frequently the butt monkey of uh, most episodes, but, you know, those, those two, like, really, really take the cake in terms of, like, making him out to be kind of awful on top of being... Uh, uh, the uh, part of all jokes as well, and um, I think Princess Spike is uh, probably a little worse because it, uh, it uh, I think it messes up it's the morals it's supposedly trying to teach. Because um, from what I remember, it was about Spike uh, abusing his uh, his authority to to get stuff for himself, but uh, the. The uh, bad things that happened to him were not because he abused his authority, but because of external events outside of his control. So, you know, uh, and in the end, you know, he's the other characters are chastising him for for that, as if those things were his fault, but not uh, uh, not for for the actual wrongdoing that that he actually did. So, yeah, I think. Uh, I think kids might pick up on that, uh, you know, and it's like, 
that stuff wasn't his fault, so... Yes, uh, that it was not a great episode for me. Totally I fair. think it was. Yeah, it was the only episode that actually made me write a fixed fic for it. Oh, all right. All right, yes. the next question that we have is, what are your top three memories as a brony? Three memories. Um... Hmm. Okay, uh, going to Bronicon 2019, that would be uh, one of it. Uh, which, by the way, I totally was not prepared for enjoying myself at a convention because um, uh, I've never been to a con like a fandom convention before, so I was like totally lost. Like, I didn't know what to do, didn't really know anyone, so... Yeah, I was kind of um, wandering around for the first couple of days, not sure. So, but anyway, you know, I met I met a lot of nice people, a lot of great people. So it was still uh, an experience. Also, first time uh, visiting the, the United States. So, you know, I've heard so much about you guys. Hopefully, and, um, mostly average. <laughs> which, which category of people did I fall in? Nice or great? Um, nice, nice. You, you don't have to flatter him. You can tell him he's shit like we do. I <laughs> uh, didn't really speak to you guys uh, for any uh, for any great length, so I wouldn't have been able to see um, any anything else under the surface, I guess. No, um, that's, yeah. that's totally fair. And from what we can tell, you've definitely made an impression, at least with several, you know, prominent members of the community, you know, Jorg and, and Olden Brody included. Like, it... Definitely see. Well, I, I will say one thing there. though. Um, and when I got, uh, when I uh, exited the train station, uh, and just as soon as I stepped out of the door, it was around. Uh, it was around midnight at that time, and there was this uh, African American um, telling uh, because I think he had missed the bus or something. You know, he was like going, "Ah, damn it!" You know, it was like, "Wow, he's he really." Uh, Really sounds like uh, Americans do in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that we sound like the way we do in the movies. I think that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll move our way on to uh, the next question. What are your top three favorite film fiction stories? Oh, top three. Really asking the tough ones, huh? Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's been, there's been so many uh, over the years, so I can't... My apologies to anyone if I favorited your stories, uh, but uh, didn't, uh, didn't mention it because it's just not off the top of my head, but um, the hard reset is... Uh, Reset is one of it. Oh, that one's a classic. Red Fallout Equestria as well. Uh, yeah. That actually got me uh, to play Fallout 3. Ooh. So, yeah, I actually read it um, without uh, without being familiar with the, with the franchise. So you, you and, can agree that Little Pip is best lesbian, right? Uh... I don't know. I don't really have a favorite lesbian, so I can't really say for sure. 
I love but, it. Uh, okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this story. Uh, Crossover uh, written by Chris Overstreet, uh, The Martian. Have you guys read that one? The Martian. I've seen it. It's on my list to read, but I haven't had the chance to enjoy it yet. I've noticed it as well here and there, and it is pretty popular from what I've seen. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I think he actually um, shared, shared it with the uh, author of, uh, of The Martian, like the actual author. And uh, oh, wow, yeah. Um, as far as I know, the the author's response was, "Oh my god, uh, I I did not get any fur- uh, further information than that." But yeah, apparently, apparently that was an actual response. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, good for them. Next question. Time for an opinion. Who's worse, Zephyr Breeze or Spoiled Rich? Oh, that's another tough one. Um, I don't know. I mean, Zephyr Breeze is kind of young, so, you know, he's still got... Uh, I mean, you know, he's obviously uh, an adult uh, and should know better, but, you know, he's still got time to learn. Um, whereas uh, all Rich is, you know... She's had a lot more time to know better. Um, so you're saying she's had a lot of time to curdle. What? Spoiled Rich is the uh, wife to Filthy Rich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, uh, sorry, um, back back to my point was that um, oh, you know yeah, she's she's, uh, she's had more time to to learn from her mis- from her mistakes and improve herself. But uh, well. Um, not really shown what she was like in the past, so can't say for sure, but uh, she's also a parent, you know, so she's, she's responsible for a kid uh, who has to learn from her, so I don't know, it's hard to say who's worse. Um, I'd say it's pretty even between the two of them. But you see, uh, Spoiled Rich is what we in the States call a Karen. Right, okay. That, that, um, is, that is very true. But what are you getting at, anyway? Who likes Karens? I mean... Um, yeah, no one. Um, no one. Yeah. I, I guess, uh, yeah, now, now, now that you mentioned that, I suppose uh, that tips uh, Small Rich a little, little further ahead of um, Zephyr Breeze, I guess. So, yeah, I guess we could go with Small Rich, I guess. Next question that we have. What are your favorite male, female, just ships from the show? You mean canon ones, or? You gotta uh, say. I think it'll be, let's go headcanon ships. That tends to be what we usually go for. Hmm. Headcanon ships. Uh... I don't really um, read or follow that uh, that many uh, uh, shipping stories or even the artwork, so I'm not sure if I really have the uh, 
but um, uh, if we go with general general fandom ones, I guess uh, we could go with Sorin Dash. I like that um, one. But, like if I had to come up with a ship on my own, I would go with uh, Tempest and Pharynx. Yeah, that one I can see. I, I've seen some people do fan art of that. I really like that actually. And uh, I've I've actually written uh, a story for that one as well. So yeah. They're both just hard asses that the pressure of their hard asses can form diamonds. That that's that's lewd. Oh yeah. I'll... All right. We'll go to the next question. Uh, Terry asks for number six. Which barcast member would you turn into an alicorn? Hmm. Is it me? I sure hope not. Non-pencil, I guess? Um, hey! first. A non-pencil is best princess. Because that's what I need. More power and the ability to kill people. Fantastic! More, more responsibility! <laughs> Alright, up next. If you could change one thing in any episode, what would it be and why would you do it? There's one thing in... I suppose the, uh, the overall uh, series uh, finale, um, I would change the, uh, the art style for Twilight and Spike just a bit in, uh, in the last problem, because uh, I, I wasn't really a fan of uh, Twilight looking like a Celestia a recolor uh, final episode, you know, it, it really looked like they just used the model and swapped the colors out to, to Twilight's colors. So that didn't look so good to me. Um, and uh, Spike, I mean, okay, it's uh, uh, fair enough to those who like the design, but uh, I never really liked um, Spike's uh, buff, uh, stocky design. Are you I, saying you don't like Chad Spike? Mm, I guess so, yeah. I, I would have preferred uh, a, a slightly sleeker look uh, uh, to him. A little too, looks a little too chunky for me, but yeah. Yeah, because we've seen other older dragons, and they're, they're not swole like him. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I can certainly understand that. It definitely seemed like it was a, an, uh, an oversight in the in the design. He's he's really top heavy in that design. <laughs> he really he is. Yeah. Alright, up next. Who if you had the chance to be in Equestria, who would you befriend if you were a pony? Mm. You got I'm... one friendship bullet. Who do you shoot? <laughs> uh Hmm. I was initially going to say Rainbow Dash, but I think after a while she would get pretty grating. Uh, <laughs> um, Twilight is 
probably going to be a very standard answer. There's also I don't know. I think I would like to be these friends with Starlight Glimmer. I think it would, it would probably be a great. very interesting friend. <laughs> See, yeah. there's, a, there's a problem with befriending Rainbow Dash, because the second she finds out you're a writer, she's going to demand you write her autobiography. I can see that. I and then she'll, cl- she'll claim it as her own as an autobiography. Wow, rude. I don't know whether that would be worse or writing Daring Do fan fiction for her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, she could commission you for those. No, um, she'd be like, but I'm your friend. Can't you, yeah, can't you uh, make an exception <laughs> for me? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, next question is, who would you betray if you were a pony in Equestria? So, like, you earn their trust, and right at the minute that they need you the most, no. We're swapping out the friendship bullet for a real bullet. Who do you shoot? Uh, oh. Mm. So, yes. Cozy glue. I mean, you're shooting yeah, a child. She wouldn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't expect it. You, she would you totally just, expect it. <laughs> you just destroyed that child. <laughs> she is. She is lying face down in a growing pool of her own blood. What have you done? That's mm. awful. Oh dear. But um, hey, you know. Show seems to think it's um, fine throwing her in hell. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I understand. I don't know. I, I don't think there's any way for me to answer this question that would make me look good. So, uh, moving <laughs> on, I guess? <laughs> Alright, moving on. Moving on. Totally not Brownie's up next. And he says, I like your story. Talk about that. Talk about talk about a non-question. So, what what story is he talking about here? Do you know? Um, probably uh, the story I wrote for Jake the Army Guys contest. Probably. Tell us about the story a little bit for the people listening at home who haven't heard of it. Okay, so um, the contest was about uh, writing uh, for uh, featuring. Uh, uh, cultures uh, from uh, the far re- in the far reaches of Equestria. So basically, anything that's uh, non-standard from the ponies uh, themselves. So I saw the contest uh, quite early on, but uh, I didn't really get into it uh, because I didn't have any ideas at the time. It was only ar- around until the, like the last five or six days that I finally got an idea for it and started rushing to it done. So it's basically uh, about sirens uh, and uh, uh, for those uh, who who haven't read the story and uh, who don't know about anglerfish we're going off on oh a tangent God, here. Oh I read this story. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, so anglerfish have this uh, interesting sexual dimorphism where the uh, female is the uh, huge, well relatively huge uh, fish that uh, uh, monstrosity that uh, everyone is familiar with. And uh, the males are absolutely tiny uh, compared to them. 
And for for a very long time, uh, scientists uh, couldn't figure out uh, where, where the male anglerfish were because they didn't realize that they were so small. And they found that they were actually... Uh, uh, what they actually do is that when they try to find a mate, they will latch onto the female by basically chewing into her and they will fuse with the female and uh, eventually degenerate until they're just pair of gonads for the female to, to use to impregnate herself at her own convenience. The female can have um, multiple males uh, connected to her like that. So anyway, back to the sirens. Sirens, incidentally, <laughs> are much bigger than ponies. So, uh, and um, I basically wrote about the culture uh, of uh, uh, where um, ponies would uh, offer um, males to the sirens to fuse with the sirens in exchange for um, protection uh, from the sirens uh, as protection for their fleets uh, whenever they set sail. And uh, yeah, uh, the story is basically about uh, about the stallion um, fusing with with. Uh, with a siren, and uh, it's not exactly a pleasant experience, but there is hey, body horror. Yeah. Uh, so if that's not your thing, uh, you probably wouldn't want to get too much into it. Co hey, it's uh, it's uh, it was uh, something to it was an idea that got stuck in my head and wouldn't leave me alone, so I had to put it down. And also, incidentally, oh, if anyone is familiar with this uh, artist on Derpy Boru, um, Squish, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The artist's uh, name is uh, Badam Squish, so he does a lot of weird art, like a lot of interspecies uh, diddling, so... One of it uh, happened to feature a pony and uh, sort of like fusing with a kelpie, and yeah, that that uh, that was also something that gave me the idea. Coincidentally, like I got a bit of Lovecraft vibe from reading the story because the deal they made with the siren sounded a lot like the deal uh, Innsmith made in Lovecraft with Dagon. I have not actually read any of Lovecraft's uh, materials. Fish people. So... Yeah. Awesome. Up next, we're gonna have striker uh, questions from RK Striker JK5. First question being, what is your favorite non-MLP franchise? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I may, I probably will mention two because uh, those were the. Uh, two, there were two fandoms that I actually have uh, uh, written fanfiction for aside from MLP. So first one was the uh, Inheritance uh, books by, uh, I hope I don't mispronounce his name, Christopher Paolini. Uh, the first book is Aragon. Anyone familiar with that? Oh, yes, yes. I'm aware of that series. That, is, isn't that that series where the guy rides a dragon and both both were, both meaning of the words? Wow, gross. He, um, okay, uh, well, he, 
if that's what you mean, uh, I guess we could go with that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's basically uh, um, the concept of the Dragon Riders of Pern uh, series combined with the setting of the Law of the Rings with the plot from Star Wars. That's what most people describe it as. Uh, it was. Uh, I think I was about um, 15 when I first read it, and uh, apparently the author had also written and published that book uh, when he was 15 as well. So, you know, I, that that really got me into the uh, fantasy genre, uh, and, uh, and uh, also got me interested in writing. And... Uh, I before before ponies, I was obsessed with dragons. So I used to uh, uh, just about every book featuring uh, dragons that I could get my hands on. So I think up to date, I have about uh, more than a hundred and twenty uh, books that feature actual uh, you know dragons as uh, protagonists of some sort. Curious. I'm curious now since you brought up dragons. What is your opinion on Ember? It's okay, actually. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, my my obsession with dragons has sort of mellowed out a bit. Uh, and Ember's uh, personality, I mean, I didn't find her all that interesting, I guess. Not all that interesting. Yeah. You guess. Mm-hmm, yep. I mean, if I had to pick a favorite dragon, uh, I think it would be Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that's a good dragon, though. And, uh, and uh, I mean the movie, not the books. Yes. Toothless is a good dragon. I Even I, a dragon denier, like Toothless. <laughs> Up next, have you done any fan-related content or fan content for non-MLP franchises before? I have done some art, uh, fan art for How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, okay, just, cool. Uh, just what a few pieces. What? What makes it awkward? It's uh, pretty old, so, you know, looking back at it, I'm not... Uh, you know, let's just say that, that uh, there, would, there would be changes that I would make if I... I could do it again. <laughs> One change, not draw it in crayon. Not wow. quite that far back, but um, I think you get the idea, yeah. All right. Up next, we have questions from Short Skirts and Explosions, our resident background pony. He asks, what doth life? Life doth continue until it doesn't, I guess. That's 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 a really good answer, actually. The answer is live like a windrammer as you fuck. Uh, references. Up next, we have questions from Entibus. Number one, what do you think is what is the best fan ship, and also what is the worst fan ship? I think we I think we covered that in one of the previous questions already. So best ship, I would I would say a tempest and pharynx. Yes. A worst ship. Mm, a worst ship. 
Anyone with clo cozy glow, I guess? Any, yeah, that's totally fair. I, I don't think there are any shifts with her aside with an older uh, pound cake. Uh, I'm, I think there's um, the T-Rex ship. Her and T-Rex. That's illegal, sir. I know, it's really gross. Is that a, like, is that a ship or, or more like a dad, dad thing? <laughs> like, like, as in um, adop adoption rather than shipping? Would it be bad if I said I'm scared to Google? I don't think convicts are allowed to adopt. Don't quote me on that. But she's a convict too, so I guess that evens it out. They're, they're, they're convicted for each other? You want to try okay. that again? <laughs> they're convicts together. Sounds like marriage. Now you made it weird. I guess right. we could move on. Yeah, yeah we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on. This these these jokes don't work as well when pencil isn't yelling at us. <laughs> Next question number two: Do you have the chance to listen to Ponies at Dawn by by chance? They're a fan uh, musician group. Yeah, um, I do listen to Ponies at Dawn and uh, Forever Free Brony. Uh, only thing is that. Uh, I've been doing it uh, while while I'm actually uh, working at home. So in the sense that you know, I just I just uh, run it on autoplay in YouTube and uh, just listen. So uh, I do have some favorite songs. It's just that I can't uh, I can't tell you what the titles are because uh, I wasn't actually watching the the video or looking at the video when I was listening to it. So I'm afraid I can't say uh, which albums they are from either. Loyalty, laughter, uh, generosity. Wait, those were Mondo Pony. Those weren't ever free. Yeah, those are those are Mondo Pony. But mm. anyway, I do like Soldiers of the Night. I think uh, the, uh, the Forever Free Pony uh, cover. I think that one was pretty good. Great. Wasn't there an animated version of that as well? If there is one, I have not seen it. Yeah, I think there was one where a little bat pony family and a little bat pony filly is wondering where her dad is, and she's imagining him fighting something in the sky. Huh. Oh, I'll check I that, that out. One, I think that might be a different video, actually. But, um, it might be. Uh, I'll check it out. Up next, do you, what's your opinion on them's fighting herds? Hmm. I've not actually played it, uh, but um, I do know that uh, it uh, it uh, rose from the ashes of uh, of fighting is magic. So good for them, uh, in the sense that you know they they, they made the best out of the situation, and uh, it looks like they they managed to uh, get something out of it after all. And so, and coincidentally, coincidentally today. It's it's no longer in beta. It is now finished. It's true. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And if you use this forecast code, people in the, in the viewing trees, what? you'll get like fifteen. For, no, you won't. <laughs> no. Number four. What non-canon race would you like to see in MLP? So, like something just you know something from like mythology or something from a fantasy book that you enjoy. What would you like to see in the show? Hmm, let's see. 
putting on his thinking cap, people. Yeah. Um, mind players from Dungeons and Dragons, maybe? Oh. Oh. That's a that's a good choice. I'm just tickled by the idea of Twilight sort of making friends with a mind player and um, and Starlight having to control her urges to ask it for assistance with convincing people to see things her way. I, I just imagined MLP with like Lovecraftian horrors in it. I mean, yes, that would be cool. <laughs> I would watch it. Lord Smooth. Number five. Can you do an impression of a diamond dog? Oh, um, see. <laughs> um, they got that kind of raspy, uh, go- Gollum. Yeah. And it pretty much is gonna sound like Gollum, isn't it? Ponies yeah. dig for diamonds. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Great job. Up next, uh, question six. If the show had a mixed audience from the start and focused more on the characters and world building in the first few seasons, what things would change? What things would have more buildup besides season finales? So I guess I need to read this question from from the page itself. Uh, Yeah. It seems like... They're asking, you know, if the show wasn't designed for little girls and instead it was a all ages. What I'm guessing drama. it's asking is what I'm guessing it's asking is if it was more serious, like for the adult audience, what serious subplots would do you think would be in it? Yeah, I think that there's truth to that in the way you described the enigma. Mm. I think it's possible for them to pretty much do the same thing that they've been uh, doing. Uh, it's just that uh, maybe that uh, there will be a little more continuity between the episodes uh, and um, the outcomes and lessons that they learn will be just a, a little bit uh, a little bit more nuanced uh, as opposed to being, you know, just a simple, you know, be nice to everyone and uh, and so on, because uh, there's really a lot of material to work with uh, uh, in the series itself. It's just that uh, sometimes, uh, due to the rating, the show just doesn't take it as far as it can. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I think a good comparison would be uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, because uh, you know it's it does have a, a very Know, a main story storyline to follow. It does have its all, a few standalone episodes here and there, and uh, you know, the tone uh, it does you know, occasionally. Uh, actually, it does frequently dip into the slice of life, uh, you know, tones as well. But it balances that very well with the more serious aspects of the show in terms of characters growing up and learning from their mistakes. So. NLP had that kind of uh, writing. Uh, uh, I think it would be it would be uh, it would have a bigger fandom than it does now, possibly. I I know one serious subplot I could think of that would have been interesting that would have happened that could have happened during a season. 
Could you imagine? Could you guys imagine a se- a season where the subplot was that Pinky was forced into an arranged marriage, and like the entire the entire season, like she like doesn't want to go through with it. And at the end, she finally like you know does pulls off some cultural thing to cancel it. I mean, I could see that, but like at mm. the same time, wouldn't that be? I don't know. I feel like that takes away a little bit from the feel good aspect of what the stories go of what the show goes for. Because even when you get to like later seasons and they start dealing with more serious fantasy elements and the the overall plot gets more serious, like it never stops necessarily being feel good or everything turns out okay at the end. And I think that even if let's say the show is more like its final seasons, even in the beginning. I I don't know. I feel like it would not have that same. Well, if we take the uh, if we take the arranged marriage uh, uh, concept, uh, maybe instead of uh, of uh, you know Pinky getting out of the marriage through a technicality, you know, uh, maybe it could be uh, uh, you know through whatever character interactions of the story, you know, she. She wow. eventually, <laughs> she eventually uh, convinces uh, the families to, to release them from the uh, contract, you know, because uh, they understand that, uh, you know, uh, that uh, you know, it she she has a better fit with uh, someone else, and that might be a more positive uh, exploration of the uh, resolution for for the, the conflict. Um, yeah, meanwhile, Pinky, uh, getting by on a technicality and upsetting all the families like that. Meanwhile, Pinky's parents are like, "God damn it, Pinky! We need grandchildren for the farm." Uh, huh. <laughs> well, no I one think... said it had to be a same-sex uh, ship, but uh, yeah, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, we we spent enough time on that. Um, we're gonna move to. Uh, Actually, we're halfway through the cast. I'm just checking the time right now. Um, so very quickly, hey, Milk. Uh, yes. Unmute yourself. Fuck you, Enigma. Did you know that 100% of our profits and proceeds go to horse rescue charities? I thought they went to blow hookers and underwear. No, that's completely incorrect. I'm 100% off base. None of us uh, are wearing underwear. Any sort of amount of bits that are donated through Twitch or any of the revenue that we get off of our streams on YouTube, uh, send money to Horse uh, Red Wings Horse Rescue Sanctuary, where we last year donated over $700 to Little Bit, the horse that you guys voted on, and we support now. Um, every single little bit and every single little uh, donation that you guys make to us through Patreon really adds up, and it allows us to help give back to the horses that made this fandom possible. Well, not actually, because they're digital cartoons, but, you know, the real horses. The real folks. The real horses that draw fan art and write our fanfics. The real heroes of everyday society. Shut up, you two, because it's time to go back to the questions. Thank you, Ravis. Next question is from Lone Trooper. What is your most heartwarming moment at a convention? Mm. It was nice to, to meet uh, you know, everyone uh, at the convention uh, of Broycon 2019, pretty much the only convention that I've been to. So, uh, 
but uh, it was great uh, to be able to put uh, faces to all the names uh, that, that I've seen online. Uh, and uh, uh, the uh, the farewell uh, speech uh, at the you know at the at the at the uh, closing ceremony that was uh, quite the uh, quite a touching moment. And um, yeah, walking home, uh, you know, uh, after that it was like, uh, and then the next couple of days is like, holy shit! So this is what uh, this is what. Uh, what was that term for for uh, what you feel after the convention? Degeneracy. Con, no, it's con, con depression. depression. Yeah. <laughs> that's post con depression. Yes, that that's the word. Like, okay, post con depression is a thing, and this is what it feels like. Well, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then after that comes the calm crud. It's true. Oh I yes. Uh, as soon as I got home. Uh, in Malaysia, I fell sick immediately the day after. But yeah. uh, luckily, that didn't happen while I was in transit. Otherwise, that would have been really nasty. Yeah, I'm, I know many folks end up getting um, getting sick on their way home, and it's it's never a fun time. Number two, what advice would you give to people who would like to start writing their own fan fictions? Hmm. Um, technical writing advice, I guess, uh, uh, well, there are many guides online for that, so um, I think uh, you should be able to find that uh, on your own. In terms of uh, the creative, uh, uh, in terms of creative direction, uh, especially for MLP itself, if you're starting off, it's probably best to start with, uh, with canon characters. First, because uh, uh, with the characters and therefore are more likely to give uh, to take a look at uh, your story, as because uh, I know it's very tempting to to want to start off writing with your magnum opus, with your OC and your own entire cast uh, right off the bat. But um, the reality is that you know unless you are already a very experienced writer, it's not. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, tough to get an audience with uh, uh, a completely original character unless you really manage to write like a killer uh, intro and, uh, and synopsis to draw people's attention to it and manage to not lose them in your first couple of thousand words. So, yeah, it's, uh, what it's are you best saying? To... I wrote an OC-centric story that... Fourteen people read. That's a lot. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I guess. Uh, uh, to be fair, fourteen people something like an ass. Um, <laughs> no, please um, be an asshole to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. If you're start, if you're starting your career on film fiction and you want to build it from the ground up, uh, you know, with uh, with whatever story you like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, if you are, at least from, uh, I hate to sound like a marketing executive, but, you know, if you are trying to maximize your exposure at the beginning, uh, let's just say that, you know, it's all the factors being equal, you probably will get uh, more traction going with canon characters first. Getting feedback on your story, uh, on the kind of mistakes that you make to improve on it, 
take what you learn and then uh, bring that uh, into your OC-centric uh, story later on. Said. That's great advice. Next question that we have is, what did you draw on for inspiration when writing Aquaphilia? Okay, yeah, so uh, I think I answered that already with the previous question, yeah. but uh, just a yeah. quick recap. So um, I already knew about uh, the uh, anglerfish uh, sexual dimorphism before this, and also I had seen uh, 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 Badam Squish's uh, artwork on Derpy Boru. So uh, put that together uh, with uh, the concept of sirens, and uh, yeah, that what happened so, there, yeah. was one, there was one thing i was confused about when i was reading that story do sirens have multiple vaginas well they only have two legs so just one but the thing was that they had multiple partners attached to them and they can't uh, uh no what i actually didn't really think too much about the logistics of that but uh, let's just I, I, let's just Say that they can grow more than one after one is occupied, I guess. I like it. I like this headcanon. This is great. <laughs> Next question. Uh, which Barcats member would you like to work with if the two of you could collaborate on a story? Um, well, I, I ain't a yes man. I just called you on your vagina thing, so you need me. Wow. <laughs> uh... I've not really read uh, that. I think I'm most familiar with uh, some of Flutter Priest's uh, stories. Why so I never. I'm, I'm more familiar with Priest's uh, stories. Uh, I think the only story I've read from a non-pencil is... Uh, is um, I think there was, it was one about... Uh, was it Gabby who was cooking? Oh, that's <laughs> sorry, and I'm sorry. That, that's not even one of my good bad ones. That's just like genuinely bad, bad. I'm sorry. Okay, but yeah, so um, not uh, not a good sample size, but uh, yeah, I guess I would just say go with uh, Priest because uh, I I just happen to be more familiar with his works. How how dare you not vote for standards? How dare you not read my stories? I want to talk to your manager. Mm, I don't have a manager, but um, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, don't be a Karina. <laughs> Get out. No. Uh, up next. Which planet would you travel to to get out of the house? And once there, what would you like to do see on that planet? Uh, not including Earth. Let's assume that you have the proper equipment to survive on that planet as well. Hmm. I am not sure. Uh, like, well, okay, the gas planets are pretty much ruled out because, you know, be able to see anything. I guess Mars uh, will be the most interesting because uh, it's also the most probable candidate for terraforming uh, at the moment. So yeah, I would say Mars. 
and uh, what if there's anything I would like to do on that. So uh, I don't know, like uh, on it, I guess. All right. Number six. Where would you like to see yourself in the next three to five years, both personally and professionally? Obviously, without going into detail, but. Mm. Uh, professionally, I don't know. Um, it's uh, let's just say that I'm working or uh, where I'm working at. It's not really uh, my dream job, so hope you know. I'm hoping that maybe one one day I'll be able to find a job that uh, that uh, I'm more passionate about. Uh, so there's that. And personally, um. I don't know. Uh, probably get a girlfriend and uh, get married. That would be nice. And then parents are, already, parents are already reaching the stage of, you know, saying, you know what, hey, you know, uh, grandkids. So, yeah, it's already yeah. at that point. Yeah, you've used to your girlfriend's waist and become her gonads. <laughs> oh, man. Gross. Up next, we have, what do you believe the future holds, the future holds for the site of thin fiction? Mm, the 90 plans to make it, uh, to either uh, change it or merge it into general fiction so that uh, it uh, branches out into other, uh, you know, other fandoms as well, which uh, is fair enough. It, uh, it probably could do with uh, a traffic boost. Uh, as for uh, you know everyone uh, else, I guess we'll just continue writing as we always do, and hopefully we'll be able to maintain uh, passion and momentum for that. Uh, I think that's largely also going to depend on what happens with uh, the official content uh, that gets put out in the next uh, few years. Uh, I don't really have high hopes for uh, for Pony Life uh, and uh, the. Uh, stop motion shots that are on YouTube right now. So hoping Gen 5 will uh, will at least live up to, to Gen 4, hopefully. Yeah, I think that's a good hope to have. Let's see, number eight. Out of everything you've done in your life, what are you most proud of that's not related to My Little Pony? Mm. Not like super personal, obviously, but... Uh, I guess uh, managing to get a job and holding on to it uh, for as long as I have. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, that's uh, uh, that's uh, something that not not everyone manages to keep. So you know, that's oh, not, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. That's something to be grateful for. That's something to be proud of too. What games, movies, TV shows, fan pictures, or books would you personally recommend to everyone to help pass the time? Hmm. Okay. Games. Uh, let's see. I would say if, if uh, you have not played it yet, Trilogy uh, would be a good place to start. Uh, or, uh, you 
or uh, Star Wars, uh, The Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. Those are great uh, RPG uh, uh, games that, uh, that uh, you can get into. Um, and these, uh, How to Train Your Dragon is great. TV shows, I would recommend uh, The Expanse, if you like science fiction. Uh, and fictions, let's see. Mm. All the question, uh, yeah, I recommend that. But uh, if there's, uh, but the length can be pretty damn intimidating as well. So, uh, Hard Reset is also another cool one. Yeah, I mean, th those are the two ones that I would recommend off the top of my head right now. And uh, books, 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 books. The I would recommend the, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing the name right, the Tamaria series by Naomi Novik. Oh. It's basically about uh, it's alternate history uh, fiction, and it was, but with dragons in it. So it's a pretty awesome. cool series. Yeah, we'll have to make sure people check those out. Get some links down in the video. And finally, number 10, would you share the Wi-Fi password? Nine. Nine? Uh-huh. Is the Wi-Fi is, password nine? Is it is it capital N-I-N-E? Or is nine it... Nine means no. Oh, <laughs> All right, all right. I see how it is. Now then, we have questions from other other guy who loves to come on and just shock us with things that he uncovers from the, the dark corners of the internet. So what's provided for us today is, um, well, it's something certainly special. How does this picture, Ragos, make you feel? Oh, boy. Uh, at first, I thought that was some variation of Mickey Mouse. Uh, oh! And he has that round face uh, with the back around it. So that was the first thing that jumped into my head. You know, Mickey Mouse Disney. And um, I think it's a pretty appropriate image to associate with Disney as a corporation. Um, Silver Stream, you can do better. <laughs> On the island of Sodor, Thomas. Wait, no, no. Now we have questions from Alex underscore, our resident intern. Number one, do you have any beauty tips you can share with us? I am terrible at grooming, so no, I don't think so. All right. Next question is, have you ever seen a really scary animal, like, up close? Uh, yeah, okay, um, up close, uh, I had a python 
around my neck before, but that was with the snake charmer right next to me, so that's uh that's as close as I've gotten to to a scary animal. It, I mean it it wasn't uh, it wasn't as scary at that moment because most likely I think the snake charmer had drugged the snake. Uh yeah, I was pretty young at that time. It was uh, just a it was just a python? Like what type of python? Um like a fifteen foot python, the kind that can squeeze you to death. Well, yeah, but they don't really want to. It's a lot. Actually, yeah, but uh, uh, I mean, for me personally, no, I, I don't. I don't recall having any really uh, encounters with animals. Uh, but, uh, the scariest uh, situation I've been in uh, is was my house was broken into. Like I. In, in, I opened my door in the, from my room uh, in in the middle of the night and saw the thieves uh, picking through our our keys, you know. And it was like shit, you know. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, so, that's actually terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he waved the crowbar at me, and I just uh, closed my door and, and locked it. And yeah, they they you know, and just let them take the stuff, you know. But uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is that it wasn't that scary in the moment itself because you know it's like you know I've just woken up in the middle of the night you know I'm too I'm too uh, out of it to to even realize how scary it actually is you know so you know I mean you know, every everyone tells themselves like okay if I ever find myself in this situation I would do this I would do that you know and the uh, no I I you know didn't even occur to me to to call the police you know it's because it's like you know, my brain is just going shit this just happened what the hell i like uh, to think when you saw them you, you you turned to them with your groggy eyes and you said take what you want but don't make any noise and then went back to bed <laughs> oh, man. up next we have how much wisdom do you think you've gathered in your many years on earth uh, not very much, probably. I don't Aww. know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know who, what exactly I'll I'll be measuring it up against. And I mean, you know, maybe in ten years from now, I'll probably be thinking, man, what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely think that of of my of myself like fifteen years ago. So yeah. Meanwhile, fifteen years from from now, you is gonna be like, man, what an idiot for liking ponies. Uh, no, that's not how this works at all. <laughs> anyway, my goodness. The next question, number five, or sorry, number four. When it comes to writing comedy, how do jokes work? Oh, I don't know. Um, they just just happen. Uh, I'm not very. Uh, not ex comedy isn't a, I don't know I don't think comedy is really my specialty in that sense. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I think when I try to write comedy, uh, or at least you know what I enjoy most uh, in terms of comedic moments in books that I read is uh, you know character interactions that uh, reveal things about their personalities that uh, 
that result in a funny situation. So yeah. All right. And number five, are you a good dancer? Uh, no, I don't dance. You don't dance, like, at all? He's got no ants in his pants. What do you want, priest? I I I want my, our friend to find a lady and dance with them because it is a good time and a good experience to have had. Here, here. Okay. Now then, um, Mugany's up next, and he appears to have just gone for broke because he has laid before us a a whole array of disturbing imagery. And I don't think I'm okay. Um, let's 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 look at this. Um, we're we're gonna start with dipping a corn dog in mayonnaise, just like in the jar. How how does this make you feel? I've never had a corn dog, so I don't know how to feel about that. Fair I mean, enough. Um, Strawberry and mayo. Next the one? strawberry he dips in the mayo. No, I don't think so. No. You guys don't that... like you guys don't like cream strawberries. No, that's mm. not that's not, not mayo. Cream. No, not a mayo. mayo. <laughs> then then he he dips a pickle in mayo, which I think is illegal. Um. um okay. Uh, quick question. To, uh, the McDonald's in the USA have uh, fish burgers. Yeah, they have fish burgers. They're they're called the filet of fish. The filet of fish. Uh, do they put um, the uh, sliced uh, the diced pickle and mayo uh, on top of the fish? Yeah, that is kind of like a pickle mayo combination. Oh, You're right. Yeah. So um, I guess I'm sort of okay with that then. Tartar sauce. Yeah. 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 Uh, up next, we have the whole jar of mayonnaise just being put into the pickle jar. I have no idea why you will want to do that, but um, if it saves space in your cupboard, then. That's fine, I guess. Then he seems to have taken the juice from the pickle jar and and put it into a pot and brought it to a boil. And then I think he's taken a tea bag and put it in the boiling water. Who sent this? Was this Dino Tendies? No, this is this is Mugany, and he, he is wishes made... he was Dino Tendies. He wishes he was Dino Tendies. Great burn pencil. Th- just this 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 pickle juice tea. How does pickle juice tea make you feel? I do not know. Um, I have no idea what that would even taste like. Uh, but uh, I mean, if Nothing someone. Good. Offered it to me, I would probably give it a try. Uh, see, I worry if I tried this, it would just be like a repeat of the durian, the durian exi- experiment. 
Setting's up next. Number one, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that's really unhealthy, but it's just so good? Okay, there is this um, Chinese pork jerky that uh, is pretty much um, barbecued and uh, laced with either sugar or honey that's really, uh, really good. Uh, uh, and it's usually uh, prepared around Chinese New Year. So um, if you want to search for it, in, in Mandarin it's called bakwa, uh, or in Cantonese it's longyok. So um, it's uh, good stuff, really good. Awesome. And uh, if you, I don't know if there are any uh, Chinese um, supermarkets in the USA. I think there probably are. You, you might there be are. able to find some of it over there if you are curious about it. Awesome. Next question that we have is, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Uh, hmm. I guess the... Hmm. It's uh, it's sort of hallowed uh, uh, out uh, over the years, but I remember I really used to be really freaked out by the chest bursters in Aliens. Oh, I like that. Like, uh, I yeah, I just freaky. <laughs> Not too bad now, but yeah, they burst out of your chest as a new pair of gonads. Gonads today. He, he didn't answer the multiple vaginas question, priest. Honestly, priest, he's got to talk about gonads now. How on earth is he going to anywhere else, considering he doesn't have any? Yeah, no, no. it's not like an, it's not like I'm gonna go ask daddy. Oh wait, if that was made to make me feel bad, it failed. So. Now then, why is bagged milk the best milk? Mm, bagged so this, milk. This is a phenomenon that in some parts of the world, instead of putting milk into carton or jugs, they put them into plastic bags. Okay. Uh, and is this uh, sold by a street vendor or... Uh... Or no, like supermarkets. 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 Want me to go find a picture? Okay. It is, it, it is important um, to me because I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't seem that strange to me because um, uh, here in Southeast Asia, it's very common for, for street vendors to pack the uh, to pack drinks into uh, into plastic bags and just tie, them, tie it off with string. No, 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 no. Uh, let, let, me, let me explain what these fuckers do. Do you, do you, okay. So, you got a bag of milk. You buy it. It's just a plastic bag of milk. And so they have the plastic mm -hmm. bag of milk, and one would think they take the milk and then they take the, uh, they, take, they cut the corner off and they have a carton. And you would think they take the bag of milk and they pour it into the carton or, or the, um, the pitcher and then they keep it in the pitcher, right? That, that's what logic would dictate, you know, right? Yes? Yep. 
They don't do that. They take the whole bag, still in the bag, plop it into the pitcher, cut the corner off the bag, and then use the pitcher to pour it out of the bag. And if you think I am kidding, take a look at that. That is what they do. Let's see. That is how bagged milk works in Canada, and it's fucking stupid, and I fucking hate it. Do they, like, typically finish the entire bag in a day, or... No, they they make special clips. They make special clips to hold the bag closed in some places. It's true. Milk clips. I believe you. All right. It's weird. Uh, yeah, that, that just seems a little strange. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's all <laughs> we want. Number four. What is your one annoying habit? So something that other people do that annoys you, or something you do that typically annoys other people? Mm. I tend. I suppose I tend to uh, shake my leg uh, quite quite a bit when I'm just sitting down idle. Ah, uh, restless I... leg. Yeah. So um, uh, I I do know that uh, it does annoy some people. So that's that's my habit. All right. Up next, what is the theme song for your sex life? Hello, Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> so, so you jerk it in the dark, I see. Gross. Uh, you go with that, I suppose. Number six. Are you a fan of anime by chance? Uh, yes, I. Well, I don't know if uh, I'm call myself like a fan per se, but I have watched uh, several uh, anime series and I do, and there are a few that I do like. What uh, what ones do you enjoy? Okay, so um, I've watched uh, uh, Standalone Complex, uh, the both seasons, and um, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, both uh, both versions, and uh, if there's anyone that I recommend, uh, I would recommend uh, One Punch Man and Mob Cycle 100. Cool. Let's see, up next we have uh, number seven, just how big is your porn stash? I do not have a porn stash. Smart man, just check it out online. No need to download it. Hmm. You, you don't have to answer that. And um. now, and, and now, the, <laughs> the need of having a porn stash is no longer needed with NordVPN. Wow, it's time to stop. It's time to stop. Now it's time for questions with Violon. Enigma, would you please? No, I got this. Okay, so would you please? <clears throat> it's time for questions with Bylon. <laughs> All right. Ragos, 
Bylon asks, how are you today? I'm all right, thank you. And that concludes questions of Bylon. Bylon's usually known for coming on and asking some of the most very distressing questions that we've ever had on the cast, but looks like you were let off easy this week. <laughs> now it's time for a non-pencils questions. Pencil, would you like for me to read your questions or would you like to? I would like you to do it, please. <laughs> Sounds great. Question number one. What would you whisper into a vagina? Wait, wait, was that the answer? Yeah, tail hydra. I cut off. <laughs> and what would it whisper back? Um... All I got was, um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your left. Probably, probably Hail Hydra right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question from Pencil is, Durian, why? It is why delicious. Durian? Oh. Clearly, I didn't think so. Clearly, Pencil didn't think so. But I tell you what, it was definitely one of the most memorable experiences of my BrownieCon 2019, so I thank you for that. If people don't know what we're referencing to, there's a video out on YouTube of me eating durian and just about vomiting. Um, last question from Pencil is, would you please, for us, attempt an American accent? I'm still ready. Oh, oh I, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, I, I don't got no time to attempt an American accent. That's it's, so, so, it's so Texan. Oh. I love it. I like it. I've learned over the course of the broadcast that every foreigner thinks that all of America is Texas. It's just so entertaining. <laughs> Uh, we we don't think that it's just that it's the most um, iconic one, I guess. If if you if we were to pick an American accent, yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah, but it's just it's it's just the southern states, man. It's just it's just the rest. Of it. It's fine. Uh. Now we have a question from Martin Luther Parks, who comes in and generally screams at people. Have you stopped being a necrophile? Which probably means that you never actually were. So, not really a good question. So have you stopped? Yeah. How do you stop if you haven't started? Well, then you succeeded in stopping before you even had to. So there you go. Yay! Yay! Congratulations on not being a necrophile! You're a good person. Now then, last question of the night is from Aeth. Could you please, for us, talk dirty and make airplane noises? Okay, I think I will pass on the airplane noises. 
<laughs> but um, okay, if we want to talk dirty, right? So um, I don't know about uh, you guys, but I have a belly button that's actually pretty deep and has some folds of uh, skin uh, that uh, that uh, covers it. So it does accumulate dirt uh, a bit, and I do have to clean it out every now and then. So, you know, if... Um, do you want me to go into details? Yes, please! <laughs> you started us down this... You started us down this road. Now we have to... I am I'm disgusted and intrigued. <laughs> All right, so, okay. You know, so uh, apparently for most people, their belly buttons are just, you know, like depressions uh, uh, on their belly, and it's pretty open. Whereas mine, since it has a fold of skin covering it, you know, I do have to uh, take uh, a, a cotton bud and um, dig around a bit to make sure I get all the dead skin and dirt out of it. Uh, and uh, I guess if you does smell nasty, I guess. Uh, so, you know, it's that. Uh, so it is pretty dirty. And um, uh, bonus, uh, bonus fact, I guess, um, completely different part of the body. Do you guys know what tonsil stones are? Yes! Yes! Right, so I do get those occasionally as well. And uh, sometimes they get enough that I have to dig them out as well. Yeah. And... Uh, think uh, there was this one time where it was so heavily uh, stuffed and impacted in there that and uh, I also I don't know why but it had um, unstripped narrow strip of flesh holding the tonsil stone in there so that was gross and a little difficult to get it out as well there you go I'm I'm proud of you uh, and I have to say, so you have like a weird little kangaroo pouch on your belly, and apparently the chat has lots of questions about it. So, um, oh great, okay. This, 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 this is what we're doing now. Apparently, this is my life. Fucking now. All right. First question is: Have you tasted the belly button bacon? The belly bacon. No, I have never tasted it, and I don't plan to. Very, very smart. The next one is from Alex underscore that says, how many grapes could you fit in your belly button? Uh, a really small grape, I guess. Just one, maybe. <laughs> Never tried. And I don't intend to try either. Very, very wise. I don't recommend trying to put grapes into your belly button, to be perfectly honest. That sounds... That's, that sounds like a good way to get some sort of awful infection, and you don't want that. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and nor then... You, I said, nor, nor should you use it to store portable snacks, as per Alex underscore suggestion. Because as disturbing as it would be, you'd be like, hold on, it's time for my mid-morning snack, and like, you pull up your shirt and just like dig out a cheese and crackers or something. Please don't do that. I, I can also say that's a great way to get all sorts of infections. Do not do, not do that. This, this is how you get ants. Nor should you have belly button fermented wine. Just don't don't ferment things in your belly button. I'm sure Ragos can tell you all about how it's a bad idea because he's probably a sane individual compared to a lot of our chat members. Or us. Yes. 
So then the final question from the chat that we've got is from the other other guy. Do you finger your belly button to bring yourself to orgasm? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Yes, that's not how anything works. I'm sure there's somebody out there who has a fetish for belly buttons and is like, yeah, let, let me just finger that shit, oh baby. But again, I think Ragos is an, a sane person, despite the Durian, you know, enjoyment. But they, they seem to be a vaguely sane person, so I don't think that they're going to do that. Fantasize in your own time, chat. Well, little funny you have to qualify that with vaguely. Well, I mean, you've got a and also you're here. Also, you're on my little pony fan fictions. Like, I mean, I, I, things have limits, man. Things have limits. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that said, that is all the questions that we have for today. Um, with that in mind, Ragos, um, if there are any questions that someone catches this on iTunes or, or YouTube, and they're like, oh, man, I can't believe I missed that. Uh, I want to ask him a question still. What would be the best way for them to get in contact with you? Like a PM on Fim Fiction, Discord? What, how can we get in contact with you? Uh, fiction is probably the best way to reach me. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us. And once again, congratulations on how well you did in Jake's contest. Thank you. Now then, um, Milk, if you are here, who do we have next week? Nobody yet. We are still waiting on some information. That's right. We have some stuff coming down the pipe that could be really exciting. Um, and so you guys will have to just wait in excitement for that. But until next week... Your barkasters have been wait, a non wait, 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 wait. First of all, are there any words of wisdom you want to be remembered by, Ragos? Words of wisdom. Um, yes, final parting words to your general public. Um, have fun. Keep doing what you enjoy with uh, within the fandom. That's, uh, and uh, always uh, seek to improve your craft. So... So would be advice. Yeah. Well, well fucking said. said. And the other thing is we had an anonymous donator for the bits today, but our top bits giver, whose name is actually attached with only one fucking bit, is other other guy. So thank you, other other guy, for donating your bit to us. We really, really appreciate it. Now you can read us out, Breeze. Thank I'm you. Sorry. Maybe, uh, if if I could uh, just ask you guys uh, something. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So um. If uh, any of you guys have uh, been to uh, Southeast Asia in that region or Malaysia itself, I've not had the I've not had the honor. I haven't either, unfortunately. And Enigma hasn't really traveled anywhere, so no. See, okay. Well, if you guys um, ever uh, you know decide to visit Malaysia, uh, you know just uh, give me a call, and uh, you know I'll, I'll I'll be happy to take you guys around the. Uh, Enjoy all the uh, sights and views and flavors that we have on offer. You're going to feed us fucking durian again, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we have a lot more than just durians. But uh, hey, if you're, if you're willing to give it another shot, 
Oh Lord. Well, I will. I will happily. I will happily give you. I'll, I'll hit you up if I'm ever in that area. Thank you for the offer. That's so sweet of you. Even after we made you miserable. Doll. It's true. All right. Now you can read us out, priest. <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. I'm looking both ways before I cross the street. Thank you, everyone, for watching this edition of the podcast. Your bartenders for this evening have been a non-pencil. <laughs> Enigmatic otaku. No, no. Don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. Flamin' Warfare was here. I, I was present. It's true. Milk was here. Was I? Probably. Our amazing guest, Ragos. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. And my name's Butterpriest. See you all next week!